You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Happy Friday to you. It's the last time we're going to have a chance to talk before the Buffalo Bills take on the Houston Texans in week four and look to improve their record to three and one heading into a big time road date with the Kansas City Chiefs in week five. So on today's podcast, I'm going to give you my leftover thoughts. Then we're going to talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills. Then I'll give you my predictions for Sunday. And finally, my prospects to watch. And so let's start with my leftover thoughts. And I think one of the big narratives that has developed over the course of the week is that this could be a trap game for the Bills. They could be caught looking ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs next week. Primetime game on the road, looking to avenge two losses to them last year, one being in the AFC Championship game. And so naturally, those questions were brought up in press conferences this week. When Sean McDermott was asked about it and the idea that they wouldn't take Houston seriously, Coach McDermott said, if you don't take them seriously, you get your ass kicked pretty candid comments there from the Bills head coach. You know that he preaches, respect your opponent. When Josh Allen was asked about not taking Houston seriously, he said, it's a week-to-week league and that I didn't know we were playing Kansas City next. Now, I'm not sure I'm buying that he wasn't aware that Kansas City is the next game on the schedule and that he's so dialed into one opponent at at a time that his eyes don't wander to you know what the next few games are and that he's not concerned about tickets and travel for family members and friends that are going to go to the game. I, I got a feeling Josh Allen knew that the Chiefs were next on the schedule. But he did reiterate that it's a week-to-week league. And so if you have concern that this is a trap game for the Bills or they may not take Houston seriously, I would remind you of the leadership of this football team under Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, Poyer, Hyde, Steph Diggs, Brandon Bean, Tyler Medikavich. There's good leadership on this football team. And I feel like I bring this up a lot, but whenever things like this are presented, whether that's bouncing back from a loss or not taking an inferior opponent seriously, I always cling to my belief in the leadership of this football team for them to be focused the way they should be for the task at hand. And they've done nothing but prove that to be a good idea. So I don't expect the Bills to get caught looking ahead and not taking Houston seriously. But one thing that I would caution you to understand is that the Houston Texans are an NFL football team. They're going to have positive plays both for them offensively and defensively, they're going to score points, probably. 
They're not incapable of completing a pass or getting a good run or having a sack or having a takeaway. These are real NFL football players. So don't expect every single thing to go the Bills' way. I think we all expect the Bills to win the game and win the game decisively. But if they give up a play or they don't connect on a play, I urge you to not push the panic button and just assume that the Bills thought it would be a walk in the park and they didn't take the team seriously. Let's let the entire game play out and see where the final score lies. All right, the next thing that I want to bring up here in my leftover thoughts is my plans, my plans for the weekend. And as many of you know, I will be in attendance for this game and I can't wait to get up to Buffalo. I haven't been to Buffalo since 2011. I honestly can't believe it. Um, As many of you know, I was born in Western New York, grew up on Grand Island and my family and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina in 1996. And I made a ton of trips back to Buffalo from 96 to 2011, but in 2011, my mom moved to Charlotte. And so when that happened, there was a lot less urgency for me to go up and visit, especially because my grandparents and other family members started coming down to Charlotte a lot more often. And so I'm still a little surprised that it's been 10 years since I've been back to Buffalo, but I can't wait. Obviously, I'm very excited for my wife Uh, to be there. She's never been. And um, I know that she's going to fall in love with everything about the Bills Mafia game day experience. She's fired up. We both can't wait. My little brother David's going to be there as well. And um, we're looking forward to having a great time. And I'm looking forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Um, I I really can't wait for that. And so here's what we're going to do. I am going to be in Hammer's Lot. I'm going to be hanging out with Anthony, who is the co-founder of Poncho's Army. And we're going to be in Hammer's Lot very, very early on Sunday morning. I'm thinking that I'll be there 7.30, 7 a.m., something like that. Uh, And so feel free to stop by. I'll have drinks to share. And I just look forward to exchanging pleasantries and, you know, thanking a lot of you guys for making me part of your routine and listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast so well like you all do. And so I just want to um, meet you guys. I hope to meet as many of you as possible. I plan on being there for a long time. You know, I do want to get into the stadium pretty early. So sometime around 11 or 11.30, I do plan on making my way to the stadium. But after the game, I'd love to get right back out there and, and hang out with you guys some more. So I'm hoping to spend some really good time with so many of you rooting on a Bills win, enjoying a Bills win, and um, you know, getting to meet people that I talk to, but I look at a wall, I look at a computer screen when I talk to you guys, and uh, I'm anxious to you know see your faces and exchange pleasantries, and uh, you know, just thank so many of you guys for listening, and you know, hopefully have some cool conversations. So that's where I'll be, Hammer's Lot, early, you know, well before 8 a.m. Stationed with Anthony from Poncho's Army and uh, just having a great time and hopefully converting my wife to being a Buffalo Bills fan first and not a Carolina Panthers fan first. So help me. Help me with the conversion on Sunday. I, I really do look forward to meeting you guys. I know my wife is looking forward to it as well. So come say hello to us in Hammer's Lot before the game and you know we'll see what after the game presents. And then you know whatever you guys can do to uh, 
to get this rain to go away. I know that there's a good chance of rain in the forecast for Sunday and uh, don't want that at all. So if you guys know any uh, rituals that, <laughs> that you could do to, to get this rain to move on, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. One other thing that I want to mention is that I do plan on this being a regular thing where at least once a year, I'm going to be coming up for a game. And so we'll have more opportunities in the future. If you can't get out on Sunday or you know we don't cross paths or something like that, uh, I do definitely plan on coming back every year. And um, I know next year I have a couple of things that are going to be important for me to come back to Western New York for. So you know we'll have other chances if, if this time doesn't work for whatever reason. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account and you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card to Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. I'm joined now by Dr. Kyle Trimble of bangedupbills.com. You can follow him on Twitter at bangedupbills. He joins us each Friday to tell us what's going on with the injuries entering the game. And uh, we've had some stuff kind of creep up on us here this week. Let's start with John Feliciano, the Bills starting left guard, limited on Wednesday, but did not practice on Thursday with a concussion. I'm guessing he's not going to play Sunday. What do you have for us on Feliciano? So we know John Feliciano has been diagnosed with concussion per the injury report. He was on the injury report as illness on Wednesday and was limited. So it's quite possible that he suffered the concussion on Wednesday, didn't have symptoms initially, and then developed them later where he didn't pass the concussion uh, protocol testing. It's going to be really hard for him to be playing on Sunday just because you have to go through so many steps of a five-step concussion protocol in order to be even cleared. So he's going to probably be rolled out on uh, for Sunday, unless some miracle happens, which I don't think will happen. Uh, it's important to note that this is the second documented concussion that I found that Feliciano had in the NFL. I have not been able to find what happened in college or high school, but he had one back in, I believe it was 2018 with the Raiders. Uh, don't quote me on the year, but he had to miss a few games because of that toward the end of the year, and they weren't very good then, so I think they just held him out. So hopefully this doesn't last too long and he's back next week but still something to watch uh come sunday with see who's gonna replace him yeah i'm guessing it's gonna be ike bacher and cody ford at guard on sunday for the bills uh the next guy i want to dig into is cornerback taron johnson the Bills starting slot corner uh limited on wednesday with the groin injury and limited's okay but i get a little nervous because on thursday he was a did not participate so it seems like he's trending in the wrong direction Agreed. Uh, I went back, looked at the snap counts. He played in all the snaps for the game on Sunday. And then the fact that he was limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday, suggests that maybe this injury happened in practice on Wednesday. Because uh, all you have to do is qualify 
to be limited in practice if you miss even one rep of your normal repetitions of practice. So whether you miss a whole bunch or a little, it's still all qualified the same as uh, limited. So he's not trying in the right direction with the groin. Uh, I went back and looked at his injury history. He did have an injury last year with his groin in the Miami game week two. He didn't miss the next week. And then in 2019, he also had a groin injury in the preseason. Uh, that forced him to miss the Colts game, the first game of the season in the preseason, and then he was able to uh, come back and play. So this is something that there is a pattern technically, but I don't know that they're necessarily related, but it's something worth noting that he has had a previous history of their groin injuries. So I don't anticipate that he plays on Sunday unless he practices in full on Friday, which once again, limited, did not participate. That usually doesn't trend in the right direction. If we do see that he does not play, I expect that uh, Saran Neal will play. They bring uh, Cam Lewis up as a backup and uh, try to get through this game there. It could be a, a week where the Bills actually call up a couple play- players from the practice squad, whether that's Jamil Douglas, uh, you know, to help with the offensive line depth, and of course Cam Lewis uh, for slot corner duties. And it's probably a week where we'll see the Bills err on the side of caution with injuries in a game at home where they're favored to win by three scores chiefs next week, probably uh, probably not going to force anyone into the lineup, but let's talk about Jordan Poyer. Our last guy today, starting safety, obviously got injured in the game last week and it seemed like he was okay. I mean, the guy was jumping around in the tunnel. He said it's uh, something minor, but he hasn't practiced at all. Did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. Is it more serious than we think with this ankle injury for Poyer? It's hard to say because when I went back and looked at the film, it looked like he initially had a high ankle sprain just the way that, unfortunately, Edmonds fell on him from the outside, and then that would pin the ankle where you get the foot force outward and then the body falling forward. That would be similar to what the high ankle is, but from what I saw in the video, it looked like his heel squeaked out, and which means his foot would have been pointing down, so... Hopefully his ankle more or less just got rolled up on. There's a possibility that he could have sprained the deltoid ligament, which is on the inside portion of the ankle. But the fact that he was jumping around right after the game would signify the swelling and the pain probably wasn't really setting in quite at the time. And that stuff usually settles in later on. Uh, we did see him in the walking boot with his wife on social media later on. And then the do not participate the, the next two uh, practices. So he's not trying in the right direction. But you got to wonder if maybe they're just holding them out because they understand what this game means when you look at the grim scheme of everything. You got potentially, if I count correctly, 18 games left to play. Do you really want to get less than 100% Jordan Poyer out there for a game you're probably going to win with backups? Or do you want to let him rest and then get him healthy for the Chiefs and Titans game when those are more important? Um, Poyer is not one to miss games. Uh, I think he's only missed eight games in his career. Um, if you don't count the lacerated kidney that he suffered uh, when he was with the Browns right before he came to the Bills. So I don't see him playing. If we do see the case, it looks like Jaquan Johnson's going to come up and play. Uh, they got DeMar Hamlin, and they can also bring up Josh Thomas from the practice squad. So I think either way, they're going to be good to go from a personnel standpoint, but it's fortunate that this game is coming up against the Texans that allows them to bring up guys that they know have been in the system know they can trust to at least get through this game and then hopefully get these starters back healthy and then uh, go from there. Uh, one other point, I know Micah Hyde was on the injury report this week with a quad injury. I was looking at if Poyer doesn't go, there's no way that Hyde 
would not play as well. I don't think that they would allow both their starting safeties and their nickel cornerback to not play even against a bad Texans uh, offense. Well, yep, could be could be one of those weeks. Josh Thomas, uh, another practice squad candidate this week. So everyone pay attention to that final final injury report on Friday, which give it, should give us some more clarity. But uh, certainly appreciate you giving us your expertise at this point. Uh, just a lot of a lot of loose ends this week, Doctor Trimble. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Joe. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. They have coconut, cherry, strawberry, raspberry, mint brownie, orange, cookies and cream, double chocolate, salted caramel, so many great flavors. And look, if you haven't tried them all, you can. Get yourself a mixed box. That's where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. You can try them all and figure out which ones are your favorites. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars on the planet, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180 only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. The flavors are amazing, they're all tasty, and they're all healthy. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, it is prediction time. And I know that I basically told you that I thought the Bills would win the game yesterday on the podcast Uh, during the crossover discussion, but we can elaborate on that a little bit more here and give you some of those specific predictions that I like to get into on our Friday podcast. So number one, Stefan Diggs. I think this is going to be a Stefan Diggs game. Put me down for 100 receiving yards or more from Steph Diggs on Sunday. Houston doesn't have a corner that matches up well with Steph Diggs. And Diggs has been good so far this year, but he hasn't had the big monster performance game. You know, still catching six, seven, eight, nine passes a week, 60 yards, had a touchdown a couple weeks ago, but the big time 100 yard game hasn't been there yet. I think he gets his first 100 yard game of the season on Sunday against the Houston Texans. Number two, the Bills score at least 35 points. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, Joe, that's. That's not an aggressive, bold prediction. Well, when you consider that it's 10 more than Houston is giving up on the season and four more than the Bills are averaging, I think it's a pretty good prediction that provides evidence that I think the Bills are going to score a lot of points on Sunday. So put me down for at least 35 points for the Bills against Houston. Number three, I'm going to parlay this one here. Give me two turnovers. And three sacks for the Bills' defense, at least. I think the Bills will find opportunities to take away the football. We've seen this defense hunt the football and be aggressive and intentional about trying to create takeaways. I think it happens at least two times on Sunday, and then the Bills will get after Davis Mills and sack him at least three times. Number four, this is an interesting one. This is what I have down. The first kickoff that Andre Roberts fields, he will return it even if he catches it in the end zone. So if it's one of those deals where Tyler Bass kicks it out of the end zone and Roberts can't field it, that doesn't count. But for the first kickoff that Roberts has a chance to return, I think he's going to do it. And I don't think Andre Roberts left the team under bad circumstances. He was a team captain. 
and he signed with Houston when his contract expired. It's not like he was released or there was bad blood or anything like that. He was a good player for the Bills. But do you remember when it was the Bills' first game against the Jets and you could tell that he just wanted to prove to the Jets that he's still a high-quality return guy and and he was very aggressive with his decisions? Well, I think that's going to happen on Sunday. And Roberts so far has struggled, right? A couple of muffs, a fumble. He hasn't played well for Houston. And so I think that he's going to at least try to make some plays against Buffalo, and that could even mean him taking the football out of the end zone when he probably shouldn't. So I guess the way I'm phrasing this is the first kickoff that Andre Roberts fields, he will return it even if it is in the end zone. And then number five, the Bills win. I think the Bills come out of Sunday 3-1 and one, and um, with a lot of confidence heading into the matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll spend a ton of time next week digging into that matchup and uh, breaking it down. But the Bills got to handle their business against Houston first, and I think they will. And you guys hear me talk about game script a lot and what does it look like for a team to win a game. And so when I ask myself that question about Houston, you know, what does Houston have to do to win this game? What has to go right for Houston to win this game? That's a, it's, it's an improbable list of things. It's an improbable list of things that would have to go Houston's way for them to overcome the challenges that are presented to them by the Buffalo Bills. So do I think Houston can win the game? Yes, I will always tell you that I think an NFL team can beat another NFL team. But my goodness, is it unlikely that when this game is over, Houston has more points than the Bills. So there you have it, my predictions for Sunday. Let's close the pod with my prospects to watch this Saturday with an eye towards the Buffalo Bills. And again this week, I am going heavy with interior linemen, both offensively and defensively. I think this is going to be a spot where the Bills invest multiple picks on in the coming draft. And so I'm going to try to tell you about the prospects now so that they're on your radar and you get a chance to watch them this season. So on Saturday, wake up, pet your dog, hang out with your family, and then dial into football at 12 noon. I feel weird saying that this week because I am spending the day at Niagara Falls with my wife. And so I'm going to be playing catch up all week long, figuring out what happened uh, this weekend in college football. But Chances are this is a normal Saturday for you, and you can watch college football. So at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPN, Arkansas versus Georgia, a couple of undefeated SEC teams in a big matchup, I want you to focus on Georgia defensive tackle Jordan Davis, number 99, 6'6", 340 pounds. He is a bear. I mean, a massive dude, and you can't miss him, right? He wears 99, but he's large, right? Just a a massive human being. And he doesn't get moved easily. I mean, he is a powerful man. He plays hard. He's pretty quick for his size. I don't think anyone's going to confuse him to be a really dynamic pass rusher. But if you're looking for a one technique and a guy that can just own the middle Of the defensive line, Jordan Davis is that dude, and he plays extremely hard. And this game against Arkansas is going to be fun. Sam Pittman, 
the head coach of Arkansas, at his core, he's an offensive line coach. So you know that he's going to have a plan for Jordan Davis. His guys are going to be fired up to prove that they can hang with Georgia and Jordan Davis. And, of course, Jordan Davis wants to continue this really good 2021 campaign that he has started. And I think Davis is kind of playing his way into that top 20 conversation. You think about guys like Derek Brown, who was a top 10 pick by the Carolina Panthers in 2020. You think about Vita Vea, who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picked uh, number 12 overall back in the 2018 draft. I think this is that type of player in Jordan Davis. So I don't know if he gets to the end of the first round where we expect the Bills to pick, but if the Bills really feel like they need to get this one technique thing figured out in terms of a long-term answer, Jordan Davis would really fit. The next player, 3.30 Eastern Time, CBS. Big SEC matchup between Ole Miss and Alabama. The player I want you to watch is Alabama right guard number 55, Emil Ecoyer. I hope I said his name right, but he's the right guard number 55. 6'3", 324 pounds, and he is your typical Alabama interior offensive lineman. Big, physical, powerful, and mobility that doesn't make sense for his size. Now, this is more of a day-two option for the Bills. I don't think he's in play for the first round. Maybe he can play himself into that type of conversation, but interior offensive linemen, it's kind of tough for them to go in the first round. But a Coyier, day-two prospect, starter traits, part of that Alabama offensive line pedigree, and this Ole Miss game is going to be a big one. I expect there to be a lot of points. I think the initial over-under for points in this game was set at 80, and so there's going to be a lot of tempo, and I'm anxious to see you know, how that big physical offensive line of Alabama holds up, right? They're going to have to run a ton of plays. They're going to have to score a ton of points. So focusing on him throughout the duration of the game and just kind of getting a feel for that motor and that edge and how he's how he competes for 60 minutes, that's going to be interesting. But a lot of the, the makeup of an offensive lineman we typically see the Bills like. The last game, 6 p.m. Eastern time, ESPN, Florida versus Kentucky. I just realized I picked three SEC games, and uh, that was not on purpose because I literally just realized that as I was talking this through with you. But another big SEC East game this time. I want you to focus on Kentucky right tackle, Number 70, Darian Kennard. And I think this is a guard in the NFL. He'll play right tackle for Kentucky. Six foot five, 345 pounds. Goodness gracious, he's a killer. I mean, he is a physical mauler. I watched his tape last year, and when we talked about him as a staff with the Draft Network, I said, this guy's like King Kong. I mean, literally just burying dudes left and right. And he's this big, burly dude with long arms, and he just kind of has this this frame that looks like he's just a a different species out there, right, compared to the other guys. And uh, he's moving bodies left and right. But what I really love about the way he's playing this year is the pass blocking has been so much better, and he's been so much better with his hands. And so I think he's playing himself into the first round, and um, my goodness, he'd be a really nice guard option for the Bills uh, to insert into the middle of that offensive line. So – Another week of interior offensive line, interior defensive line, but I just feel like that's where the Bills need to invest some of this draft capital next year. 
and these are players that fit. So we're going to continue with that theme a lot of weeks. I'll probably sprinkle in some receivers. I'll sprinkle in some corners. But we're going to talk a lot about interior O-line and D-line as we forecast the needs of the Bills. And Brandon Bean continues to tell us that he's going to pick players in the trenches, right? Like, we have to be mindful of that being his tendency. So we're going to have a big emphasis on that the rest of the way. All right, folks, the hay is in the barn. We've done all we can to prepare for the Houston Texans. We've talked about that team from every angle, talked about what the Bills need to do. We've gone through our typical preparation for a game. Now it's time for the Bills to go out there and do it, claim this victory, get to 3-1, and one, get out of the game healthy, and get ready for a big-time AFC game with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I hope you enjoyed I'm looking forward to meeting a bunch of you guys on Sunday. Come say hello. Again, Hammer's Lot. Um, be there early till about 11, 11.30, and then hopefully we can hang out some more after the game. So uh, looking forward to that, and I do hope that you do take a second to make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. Would absolutely love it if you gave me a five-star rating and a couple sentences in the review box. Tell a friend. Share it on social media. All that stuff is so, so helpful. Go Bills. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.